You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Today, I do an interview with Megan Wex. We're talking about a few things. One, how to win a woman over, but we also get into some other good stuff in terms of what guys can do to handle rejection and also what women are thinking when it comes to their challenges. So Megan is a dating coach for women. And I really enjoy talking to coaches that help women because we get to see the other side of things. And also Megan and I just see eye to eye on a lot. I feel like just recently I've been on a lot of podcast episodes here where some guys and some ladies are giving advice that I don't necessarily agree with, but hey, give them a platform and let's hear their perspectives. But it's cool to have Megan on because me and her really, like I said, we see eye to eye on things. We give similar advice. And it's always refreshing to hear someone who has a very similar mindset and similar opinions to what's going on. So we really knock it out of the park with this episode. And Megan just gives some really good information and her thoughts on how do you win a woman over that you have been seeing. It's kind of like how to get out of the friend zone. But like I said, we go into some deeper stuff here. And I think that you're really going to enjoy some of the topics that we come across. And we just really go deep. Okay, We really talk about what it means on a woman's end in terms of rejection, what it means on a man's end in terms of rejection and going to even deeper topics like self-esteem. So good stuff here. You're really going to enjoy it. You're going to get something from it. And also don't forget that if you can't do this on your own and the podcast just don't always cut it and you want to fast forward your success with women and dating, you can always hop on over to coachedbytrip.com, which is the website where you can apply to do coaching with me. So if you need help, you want me to walk you through the whole process of meeting women, you want to learn how to meet women in person and online, you want to know what to say to them, what to text them, you really want just someone to older brother you a little bit and really walk you through and hold your hand through the process, I'm here for you. I can help you. Go to coachedbytrip.com and apply today to work with me. And you and I can really get off on a great start to make sure we build a, a beautiful foundation where you're not just doing this on your own, where we can speed up the time it takes for you to meet women and get more dates. Check it out, coachedbytrip.com. In the meantime, here is my awesome interview with Megan Wex from The Man Funnel. Check it out. Hey, Megan, great to have you on the podcast. How are you doing today? Hey, Trip, I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, no, it's great to have you on here. Like I said before we started our call here is I found you on the top 10 dating experts to watch in 2021. That was a little article that was done by Yahoo Finance. And I saw that and I felt and I my suspicions were correct that we would align in some of our thoughts. Not, not the reason why I have people on the podcast. I have plenty of people on here where I, we don't align and it's just kind of a get different perspectives. But it was cool to kind of see what you were doing. And I wanted to have you on. I'm glad you're here. Maybe tell some of the guys who you are, what you do, and how you got into what you do. Sure. Hey, guys. So what I do is I help specifically women to meet, attract, and to even marry their soulmate or their high caliber man, if that's what they're set out to do. And so I'm really, I've used a lot of my business skills, everybody trip and the guys listening to help my women metaphorically get to their goals of love by streamlining their entire 
processes. And the reason that I do what I do is, you know, I dated in Manhattan for over a decade. I pounded those pavements looking for love. And I realized that I was the common denominator in all of my failed relationships. So that's when I started going on this journey of personal development. And what I found, I really opened this Pandora's box. There is so much more you can learn and do to improve your luck out there to find love quickly. And I can't wait to share some of my findings with you all. So cool. You said one thing, and I thought that was interesting. You said, when you're saying you help women who want to get married, if that's what they want, do you work, or do any women come to you who don't want to get married? Absolutely. And there's a couple reasons that there's two reasons for that. One is because they are too afraid to tap into that desire trip. So one reason is they're in denial of their desire. What my goal is, is to get her tapped into her true desire and then make that those decisions move through the relationship acquisition process without fear. So that's one way. The other way though, which is interesting, the women who really find that they have that strong urgency and they like need to couple up and settle down. What's beautiful is that some of those women through the work, they find that, hey, I'm actually, I, I realize that I can create my own joy. I'm not seeking external validation or, or joy. And then these women, they're able to look slowly for their man without the urgency and find a much better match. So it happens in both of those ways. Do you ever have any women that just want to have a boyfriend not get married, even if they find themselves in the way that you're talking about, or just women that are interested in only casual relationships? I would say that it's unusual for a woman to come who wants a casual relationship. Now, I'm seeing a lot more women who want to have multiple partners, right? And that's a big trend. But there's also the idea of the man funnel as an indefinite lifestyle, right? Which I think is really cool which is something I plan to talk about in the future. Like you don't necessarily have to pair up, but you can find fulfillment in having a handful of people in your life who you get different things from. And I think that that is a choice. Am I seeing that? I don't think that that's a driving desire that makes someone want to hire a coach. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that too. The women that are coming to someone like you or is someone who, who wants to be in a relationship and get married my guess is if they just wanted a casual relationship, they probably wouldn't need a coach for that. You know, where it's still different for guys where they might hire someone to say, Hey, I, I'm not having any success with any women at all. But I feel generally speaking, it's probably easier for a woman to create a quick casual relationship than a man. What do you think? You would think. I mean, I think the the women who come to me are baffled. They don't understand men. And I don't think you can enjoy a casual relationship with a man without understanding them. So I think the some of the women who come with that dire need learn that they can find fulfillment across their man funnel and not necessarily have to nail someone down. And then what we find, of course, Trip, as I'm sure you do too, is when we lose that attachment to attachment that's when everything wants to attach to us. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. This is cool. So what do you tell women when you're trying to help them understand men? What are some of the things you're saying? Well, a big thing that women have, Trip, that they come in is just like these expectations for how a man should show up and they want to control the process. And what that does is that feels really 
it just feels non-expansive to a man in their life and they're going to naturally repel a man. So if, if he needs, he wants to have that autonomy and he wants to still be himself. So he doesn't, he's not going to align himself with a woman who's like ready to change him. So that's one thing is like, they really need to understand a man's natural desire for autonomy. And also they don't understand what drives him away and what brings him close. And they don't understand that a man is ultimately looking for an emotional connection because through our conditioning trip as women, we've been told like in the workplace and otherwise that our emotions scare men. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So when you're telling women some of these more specific things of what makes a man attracted, what makes him turned off? What do you say there? A man is not attracted to your masculine energy. So we need to create polarity. So a woman, I work with a lot of successful women and they are trying to use everything that's brought them that success in their lives trip in their relationships, but it's not a transfer. It's not a transferable skill set. So the women are, are setting goals, taking action to succeed, analyzing and staying in their head. The women need to learn how to beckon a man and allow and receive. And they're not even accustomed to receiving because they're so accustomed to being independent. And when that man is around her, he doesn't feel like he's of any use when there is no space for him in, in her life. Do you see this as a, a kind of like a polarity like between masculine and feminine? Like well, masculine I, traits, feminine traits? Everybody has masculine and feminine energy. And the women who, these powerful women, they are frustrated with how men are showing up and they're calling them like beta men, okay? So they don't understand that it's their commitment to thriving or living from the masculine energy standpoint that's attracting men who shy away from being in their masculine energy. Because if they were both showing up in their masculine energy, then there's, it's like a metal on metal and they repel, right? So as a woman who was fully in her masculine energy myself, I could attract men, but I couldn't keep them around. There was a, the polarity would be run down by my, I was trying to compete with them, for example, or just like showing up, trying to impress them in ways that I found it attractive. I was showing up as a man would show up. Like okay? what? Like, what are some examples of that? That's so interesting. Just, okay, so studies show that men like to be the funny one during courtship, and they won't be as attracted to you as a woman if you're like trying to go out of your way to be funny. So this is just one example. I call this performing. Now, of course, he's going to like that you're funny. He's going to like that you're financially sound and that you have accolades. But if you're showing up with these in a presentation where you're like overcompensating because you don't understand what truly attracts him, and that's your energy and your heart and creating a safe environment of safety where he can release his heart, right? And being comfortable in your own skin and having an intuitive understanding of your own emotions. All of these beckon a man and help him to unzip his heart, only when these two hearts are uncovered and unguarded can they connect and really create a true bond. So women are showing up in what we see, what we like in men trip. We are showing up as that and what we think is attractive. Okay? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Do you see what I'm saying? I do, 100%. You know, it's funny. It reminds me of a time I went on a date with a woman and she was very sarcastic the whole time. Not in a mean way, in a humorous way, right? Like a sarcastic type of humor. And I was very unattracted to that. I was just sitting there being like, okay, she's trying to be funny. And I do enjoy if a woman has a sense of humor. I don't want someone who's completely stoic, right? Like it is definitely a turn on if a girl can make me laugh. But to a degree where that's what you're trying to do, and I'm going to use your words here, like perform. That's a, I like the way that you said that there. Like almost mm-hmm. as if she was trying to put on a performance, it was a big turnoff. Exactly. So, and again, there are studies about this that the man just like he wants to be the funny one in these initial stages. Of course, he's going to like that you're funny, but if he can, he can sense when you're performing and when it's like really natural and you're you're able to breathe and you're just comfortable with what you bring to the table, and he can sense when you are overcompensating um, for what you believe you bring to the table. Right. Right. And interesting how you said something there about money about if they are uh, making good money, like something, it sounded like you were saying a man doesn't want to be with a woman who's a financial disaster, but he won't care as much if she's making a lot of money or very successful with her work. Would you say that's true? I was saying, I think I use the word accolades. Like if you're, if you're showing if you're showing up and you're talking about these things and emphasizing them, like I had one woman who was showing up on dates and with men in finance and, you know, had great jobs and what she would do, the way she would perform is she would like floss her knowledge of financial markets. And like, they would have these great tantalizing intellectual conversations. Okay. But that just doesn't beckon a man that's great and entertaining, but he feels like he's like with a buddy um, or a guy from work. And that's not a place for a spark to be built. And when we identified that and pulled her back and allowed her to like shine just her natural energy and warmth, she met someone, she met and married him, someone within the year and already like was pregnant within the year. I mean, it, once we uncover what's the block, it's so it can happen so quickly. I find I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent here because I love everything you're saying. And I think it's refreshing to hear some of this information from a woman because I think a lot of things you're saying might be dividing genders into specific categories. And I found on the other end of things, if I talk to someone who's very feminist, I'm sure you're feminist too, right? You're pro woman, of course, but someone who's really on the end of uh, just super feminist, I don't really know how any other way to put it. Yeah, uh, might come down on these ideas. And, oh yeah. And oh, so, yeah. have you ever have you ever had any trouble with that, or any women being saying anything to you in terms of how you're teaching some of these things that it might sound that the things you're saying might sound uh, sexist in any way? Of course, they think uh, it's archaic. I've heard um, misogynist. So, but the the thing is you can take that stance and it's not that they're completely wrong in a way because I'm, what I am doing trip is taking our primal, I'm understanding a man's primal desires and our evolutionary biology and saying, Hey, just because gender roles are moving 500 miles an hour right now, this in this past decade, and especially the past handful of years, it doesn't mean you can overlook a man's primal desires. You've got to look at all of that. And it's truly your choice if you want to deny it and 
just totally overlook that and be his complete peer or, but that's just not like I learned the hard way. That's how I used to orchestrate. That's how I got 75 broken hearts as I pounded the pavement that I told you about trip. So when I found what really works, I also found that this is how a woman naturally thrives. And when I'm in my feminine energy, I'm so much happier. I'm in my natural state. I feel joy. I feel flow. And men literally flock. Like I'm an attractive woman, but it didn't matter. I could attract men, but they couldn't, they wouldn't stick. It was like Cupid was sending arrows that had rubber on them. They would hit me and bounce off. (laughs) That reminds me of when I talked to clients of mine and guys who say to me, I don't get it, Trip. I'm a really attractive guy. And you know, sometimes they even show me a headshot. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you are an attractive guy. Sure. But they say, it's not really working. Like I'm not able... I mean, I'm literally going to use your words. I'm not able to get a woman to stick. Right? It's like, it's not working for me. Mm-hmm. Or a guy will come to me and just say like, yeah, like Trip, I'm almost there. I feel like I'm there. I'm an attractive guy, but I'm really shy when it comes to women. Right? So if you're really shy... Where you don't have the conversation skills, if you don't have the attraction skills, as I call them, then looks will only get you so far. A thousand percent. Yeah. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about how to win a woman over, right? What this topic is all about here on this episode. And you were saying some things, and I'm interested to hear these from you because just as you started, we're, we're starting to say it, I wasn't sure if I agreed or not, but I didn't hear the full picture in terms of how to win a woman over. We're talking about rejection. So maybe we can talk about that in terms of how to win a woman over. So let's imagine I'll create a scenario for you and and tell me if this is something you can help with in terms of advice. Guy is in a friendship with a girl and it's a friend zone situation, meaning they are friends and he wants more than friendship. What is he supposed to do here? So... Number one, and I say this to both like female facing or male facing or for them and them facing, if the friendship is, if it's too painful for you to be in that friendship and you really like that person too much, then don't be in the friendship. But if you can manage the friendship, be in the friendship, be in it. But if you truly want the person, I think you should make attempts and I think you should express to the woman how you feel. It doesn't mean that you need to be telling her this all the time because you could be her friend and then six months later, then you maybe mention it again or try again. I have seen, I don't think women should be doing this in their in their friendships with guys, but I do think that, that men have an opportunity to tr- keep trying and winning her heart. How many times though, can a man try before he should give up? I mean, how does he follow a protocol here? If we tell a guy, yeah, keep trying, which persistence might work for him and he might end up getting the woman, but how many times do you try until you should just give up? I mean, is it five? Is it 10? Is it 20? Well, that's that's an interesting... So if you look at my dating model as a whole trip, I would never want him to be putting a lot of mental real estate on this one woman who's not yesing him. But she can stay as a friend if there's other um, benefits to their friendship. And he really like he really truly also wants to be her friend. And he can try every once in a while. If this is taxing or hurting him, then he should move on and focus on other opportunities, right? But there's no harm 
if she's just one person in his life and he's moving forward, dating other, other people and creating opportunities for himself, and she's still in that woman funnel, there's no harm in him every six months saying, you know, oh, sorry, that guy uh, was a dick, but you know, I'm here for you. I think you're an incredible woman. And you know, if should you ever change your mind, you know that I'm here. So I don't think there's harm in that approach. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. Is if the guy doesn't have a lot of mental real estate on this woman, but it's funny because from what I see on my end as a coach is I get a lot of guys who ask me about a woman where it seems to be that they have some pretty heavy mental real estate. Like They're very interested in this woman. And so I tell these guys, because of how interested they are and how they want the techniques and the things to win her over, that you know they just got to try. And if it fails, move on. Because I can't see some of these guys actually keeping her on the side while trying to meet other women. I feel like that is a very specific circumstance, which I'm sure exists. And I've definitely seen it. But I've just seen so much of guys obsessing over one woman that it's near impossible for them to move on to dating other women while they keep her around. Okay, I love what you're saying, right, Trip? Because we all have that person that the someone is hurting over, obsessing over, who brings that client to coaching. And I always say, I know this feels painful now, but let's shift into gratitude for this man who brought you to me. Now you're going to gain a whole new skill set you can your best shot of winning this person over is by experimenting and utilizing some of these skills on that person while practicing it on other people. So the reason they have a laser focus is because they haven't done the personal development. They don't have the abundance mindset. So I feel truly grateful and I pull my client into that moment of gratitude for the person who brought them, you know, to us. Sure, sure. Okay. So you're saying that a man can potentially win her over if he is kind of practicing some of these things with other women that he's dating. Are you saying that at all? You should practice them on a whole woman funnel until he gets the skills. Whatever's putting that one woman off, if he could shift and start showing up in his masculine energy, more confidence, maybe less chattery, with a new gait, with a, a new way of holding his body, a new look, a new fragrance. Like if I could get my hands on a guy and like so much of it is like also the confidence, like when I can change a guy's, and I love doing this, dressing a man, they oftentimes their profiles are not good. So when you can create more abundance and options and he gets out there and sees like, holy crap, I can, not only am I attracting more women, but these women are on a higher caliber than that woman I was obsessing over, then he can go back and hang out with her sometime as friend. But maybe in two to three months, he's like really on another level, another caliber, just in the way he shows up. And she might be like, wow, you look so good. And he's confident because he has these other women who like him now. He has a much better chance of getting her then. Right. Like an overhaul, a makeover, just changing some of these ways. I say this to guys too, is the best shot you have, if you really want a woman that you are in a friend zone with now, is you you have to like leave in a sense. You have to like go away and you have to do these things that you just discussed. So the things that you just said, Megan, is 
changing your style, changing the way that you're conversing with her, changing your body language, changing just the way that you handle yourself. The thing is, is this is going to take several months to work on. So mm-hmm. I want guys to understand this is not something that happens overnight. It is something that you're going to have to work on for at least a few months. And you might even find that as you work on this and as you're going out and dating other women and approaching other women and doing online dating and getting all these dates with other women, you might end up finding in this process that you just get over her, right? It's like sometimes you just find out like, oh, you're not that interested in her anymore because you feel that, and this is possible here, that you have created such value in terms of what you've done that there might be some things about this old flame that you had that are now turning you off. A thousand percent. They can do better, but you're right. It takes a little bit of time. It takes it, they're in a scarcity mindset. That's why that they're obsessing over this one woman and because attachment. So I always remind them like humans were designed to attach to further the species. Like we need to step out of that and realize that it's our humanness that holds us back. So in many ways. How do you mean? Like, as a women, the attachment hormone oxytocin floods our bodies, our brains when we snuggle with a man for six seconds or when we orgasm especially. And then we become a woman can, has a very hard time even considering other men when she's very attached. So in my work, we, we take very specific steps to lean away from falling victim to attachment so we can keep our man funnel so we can move forward, so we can continue to explore options. And he needs to know that just because he likes her does not mean she's the only one. It's like our brains are designed to make us think that, to further the species, to connect with one person. So you have to step out of that and almost like it's a gentle push, but you push yourself to explore other options. And then exactly what you were saying, Trip, you might not care for her anymore because you're realizing your value in the marketplace and you might find another woman who who you like more, but you're not going to find that if you have a laser focus on this particular woman, which is why when he ends up doing the work with you and he gets himself out there and he improves all of these skills, that's why in the beginning, I always say, it's so wonderful that this person brought you to me. It's wonderful that you're obsessing over this woman. I know it hurts, but here's what you're going to get from it. Absolutely. I like that. I like that. And I, and I do like what you're saying here about the scarcity mentality. And I also reference that in terms of abundance mentality too, right? It's like mm-hmm. having this mindset where even though our primal brain is going one woman, one woman, one woman, we can tap into our consciousness, which is a beautiful thing that we have, which means our awareness and go, okay, I know that that's driving me here, but it doesn't need to take me over. Because I do know for a fact that there are other women that I can be with and other women that want to be with me. I remember you were saying something about this before we started the call. You were talking about this idea of women that you coach and that one of the main qualities that women should be looking for is if the man as interested in them. Will you talk about that for a second? Sure. I like to say, how do you rejection-proof your, your dating process or your you know finding a life partner process? And the way we, we rejection-proof it is by adjusting our um, list of criteria. So we all have a list of criteria of what we want, right, Trip? So 
in order to become rejection proof, we put on the very tippy top this very simple criterion, which is the person is moving toward me for a relationship. They want to consider me for a relationship. Okay. Because as soon as um, someone we're considering, you can tell, or they say, listen, I'm not feeling it. They're all of a sudden not within your, your list anymore. So they don't count. So you're not rejected. They're just, as soon as they're not interested in a relationship, you're not interested in them because they're all of a sudden off your list. That criteria dissolves. Yeah. I just also, I say the same thing to guys. You got to get in your mind of how much that's a turnoff. It's like, I don't know. That's how I am. I think I was always this way. The second a woman doesn't want me, it would turn me off. I don't think it triggered the chase in me. If anything, what triggers the chase is a woman kind of showing some interest and no interest. But I always tell guys, there's two indicators of interest. It's issue willing to see you and go on a date with you rather than text you all day. Because a girl sometimes text messages you and replies and guys get excited about that interest, but it's not real interest right? until she actually meets up with you. And then the second one is, are you guys actually having sex? So Because she can meet up with you all day, but if she's not physically escalating with you and you guys aren't getting physical, well, then it's just clearly a friendship. So you know, if you're not seeing those signs, then you can just look at that as she's not interested and then say to yourself, I don't want to be with that person who doesn't have any interest in me. And with, a, with enough self-esteem and looking at yourself with worth, hopefully you would say that, okay, I only want to be with someone who likes me and it's more attractive if I'm with someone who likes me and is interested in me. What are your thoughts on that? I think from a conscious standpoint, that would be great. It's just unfortunately through our, I would say our primary family members or whatever happened, some of us were left striving, okay, for approval or love from a parent. And this leaves us feeling only comfortable in our lives when we're striving. So I've seen this before. So some men just aren't once, this is why so often, like when the woman shows too much interest, you know, he can feel disinterested or put off, right? He likes that striving and it can come from the kind of that unhealthy attachment. It sounds like Trip, you had really healthy attachment. So if someone's disinterested in you, you're like, ugh, I'm not, I'm not into you. But so many of us don't have that and we have to work toward getting accustomed in ourselves to strong love in order to really have that reciprocal attraction, which is something I walk women through. Now, it's okay. I see as a, for the men, I see it as okay if he wants to keep striving or if he still likes her, even though he doesn't like him. Because again, if we go back to that gratitude, I think it's great that he's coming to you. You're going to give him these skills. He needs a push to get, to get outside of himself and to stop focusing on her, her. If he knows that the skills you're going to give him and all this practice on new women is his best shot of ever getting that woman he really, really thinks he loves, then he's going to end up doing what you say. He's going to go through the motions. And the byproduct of that could very well be the confidence, the skills, and the look, all the things he needs to, to attract that original woman. But if, he's, if he can't see that it's still merely a possibility that's not healthy. Like I don't want him going through the motions thinking like it's a definite. The only reason he's doing these things is to see if he can get Jenny back. Like that's not great, but it is good if it is a motivator. 
What do you think about men who are really obsessed with one woman? Or we can even say your thoughts on when one one woman gets obsessed with a man who isn't showing them the attention they need. I know that you, you kind of referenced it already and you talked about attachment styles. But what else do you try to say to this person when you're trying to help them get mm-hmm. over this person who doesn't like them? You know, it's like I have guys who come to me who are, it's almost a borderline, very unhealthy obsession with mm-hmm. a woman. And, and the woman hasn't even shown them any kind of, you know, uh, interest at all. You know, because sometimes you'll get guys who, yeah, they did date a woman or they did sleep with her once and then he, and then she kind of rejected him. And that, that's a little bit understandable. They got a taste of it, right? But what about these right. women or men who aren't even getting that taste of what it's like to date them, but still have that obsession? Well, I think, you know, Trip, in this line of business, we are going to attract people with the pathology as well as people who are, are, have you know, some struggles and they can then get on the, the straight and narrow and have a healthy relationship. We're also going to attract people who may be not capable. And I think you're scratching the surface of some things that may fall into that gray area on the other side of, you know, just some, some deeper mental illness that correlates to not being able to have that healthy relationship. So I have to preface it by saying that. Talking from my own experience as somebody who loved to obsess over men for years, men that uh, were giving me attention, but it was like intermittent, right? So hot and cold. I loved that. So what it took for me in my journey trip was like truly tapping into what I had to offer. I was not in tune with um, what I had to offer And I also was not treating myself with love, self-love. I think self-love is a elusive thing. So it needs to be put into tangible, granular little steps and processes, things that we can do each day. And as our self-love grows and our opinion of ourself is more actualized, and sometimes that just takes journaling to really sit down or asking your three to five closest friends what... Is special about you. Sometimes we're just not going through. We just are just out of touch with it because we haven't sat still to take the the time to date ourselves first. Yeah, and I feel we get that opportunity. You know, the best place, the best time we get that opportunity is after a breakup. And oh yeah, I love. It's a shame that that's the only time. It's you know, or when someone signs up. It's just when someone comes to you and they're obsessing, I think that's an important, like I call it priming your next relationship for success. It's really digging that foundation to uh, a building and laying the cement and the pipes and stuff before even going out and trying to build that man funnel or woman funnel. Yeah, absolutely. Cool, cool. Okay, we're going to wrap up here very shortly. I just had another question for you because you do speak so closely to women and I always like to ask coaches or experts such as yourself who work closely with women what some of the woman's fears are. And the reason why I ask this question is because I'm trying to humanize and normalize women to men, right? We have an audience of men right now who are listening. Mm-hmm. And I put women who are very pretty on such a pedestal. And I think that's very dangerous because that's just a false way of looking at who a woman is, right? It's like we're, we're all the same in terms of the 
the fact that we're not perfect. So I like to hear from you, like, what are some of the concerns and fears and destructive beliefs that women have so we can help men understand that they're not the only person going through a challenging time here? Yeah. I mean, women have a whole set of challenges, which I think can can be really tough. Um, I think a big one is that they're not going to be the men are interested in physical relationships and they don't know how to differentiate oftentimes from how he's showing up. So they feel like they're going to spend their their time on that. And of course, women have a major biological fear. Like, are we going to be able to reproduce in time? So are we going to waste our time with a man who says he's... I had a client recently who was engaged two times and never made it to to marriage. And that's like a lot of time. So we have like that big fear about spending our time with someone I see so frequently. A man who comes and says that he wants something serious and then ultimately he does not want something serious. That's a big fear that comes up a lot for us. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Very good to know. Megan, it was great to have you here on the podcast and sharing your insight. Like I said, one of the reasons why it was so nice to have you on here is because we do see eye to eye on many things. And it's nice to hear it from someone such as yourself who, who does work with women. So thank you for coming on and, and being on the podcast. If guys want to reach out to you, maybe say thank you, uh, DM you, or reach out in any other way, maybe you can tell us where guys can do that or find you. Sure. You can definitely DM me on Instagram and you can find me at The Man Funnel. Man Funnel is one word. And I'm always in my DMs, so feel free to reach out and we can and we can chat. Cool. Awesome. Well, we'll put that info on the show notes. Thank you so much again for being here. Really enjoyed talking to you. And that article was definitely spot on. You uh, you know what you're talking about and definitely one of the people to look out for. So thanks again. Thanks, Trip. It was so good to connect. I so appreciate being on the show today.